you probably know from the newspapers or TV or conversations or anything else that's going on that the world is in a mess. The world's full of chaos, full of cruelty, full of greed, full of ambition. And perhaps because of all that, it is an even more appropriate period to begin a celebration of Lent, to begin to go inward and look at the truth in our life and who we really are. On Ash Wednesday, the priest marked you with ashes, and he said, Dust you are, and to dust you shall return. Many, many years ago, Frank Gray and I think I told you this last year, said for him it was one of the most powerful services ever because he knew with certainty that someone that he had marked with ashes that year would not be alive the following As a priest doing burial services, and particularly for those who are cremated, it is such a profound experience to be pouring the ashes into the dirt of the earth. And Ash Wednesday tells us that that's what we are, from dust to dust. But what is life in between? And that's what we're really going to focus on in Lent. Remember that thing line somebody came up with and had the day you were born, the day you died, and then the dash? And it was all about the dash. What happened in between? So, we are in Lent, as you know. It is known as the season of penitence. Um, you saw that at the beginning of the service that we had a more penitential feel. We did our um, confession at the beginning of the service to set a tone. Uh, you can see the colors have changed, although the purple is still lovely. It's less vibrant and, and celebratory than some of our other colors of the season. We are going to change the Eucharistic Prayer A. And the reason we are changing right now is because A is a more penitential prayer. And so when I begin to do this prayer, I want you to listen for these words that I'll say. In your infinite love, you made us for yourself. And when we had fallen into sin, you sent Jesus to save us. That's a short version of it. But that sets the tone for the prayer. It's penitential. And we are called to live into that this season. Lent is the time when we as a church and as people turn inward. We look into our spiritual life. And we experience Jesus doing that this morning and setting the pattern for us. So, just before he goes into the wilderness, what happens? He gets what? Baptized. And the voice comes and says what? You are my son. And with you I am well pleased. Now we talked about baptism several weeks ago and I said, but what would it be like if you and I realized that those same words were said over us? You're my son, you're my daughter. I'm well pleased with you. And scripture tells us that the spirit drove Jesus into the wilderness 
Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, is led into the wilderness. Now, he's there for a reason. He's there to seek what this call on his life is really like. He's there to experience the depth of humanity. The scripture tells us he was tempted, not just three times, but for the whole 40 days. The big freer at the end. Actually, um, the NRSV translates translate that very well and indicates that. Some translations don't say that. But the verb in Greek is an ongoing verb. Doesn't, it's not a one-time verb. So here we are in the wilderness. And this wilderness that Jesus is in is in Judea. It's a piece of land that's about 35 miles long and 15 miles wide. And it is barren. It is full of limestone. It is full of dust. There is no habitation. You do not see a bunch of lovely flowers growing there. It is dirty. It's, it's just not a very habitable place. In fact, it's not habitable at all. Nobody lives there. So he is there. And he's there for 40 days. We wouldn't want to go. But Jesus went. And he has just heard of the words of this baptism. And so he endures his 40 days. He's praying, he's alone, he hasn't eaten. And at the very end, the devil comes to him. And he says a very interesting first word to the challenge. If, if, Jesus, you are the Son of God. Then, you see all those dirty stones? Turn one into bread so you can eat. If. He challenges who Jesus is at his very core. The very core that Jesus has been praying about and seeking and owning over the 40 days in the wilderness. And Jesus responds with words of Deuteronomy. And then he offers in all the kingdoms of the world. And Jesus once again responds with words from Deuteronomy. And the final challenge that he has, once again, the devil throws out that big word, if. Alright, if you're really the son of God, then you can throw yourself off the pinnacle and nothing will happen to you. I mean, let's demonstrate it, folks. I mean, if you're really the son of God, you can do that. The angels Perfection. It's a challenge. And Jesus once again puts the words of Deuteronomy forward to the devil. Do not put the Lord your God to the test. He resists temptation. He resists the opportunity to be less than he's called to be. See, in this time of the wilderness, he has really felt led and called by the Spirit to the life that he will live. Now, let's talk about temptation for a minute. The definition of temptation is the desire to do something, especially something wrong or unwise. Okay, so have you ever been tempted? Okay, maybe I should 
The wilderness that we live in offers us to be the opportunity to get more integrated lives, to know what's really important, what we want to do. Now, the Desert Fathers really understood this. And one of them went to the extreme, and he said, this was St. Anthony, he's called the father of monasticism. And he actually said, without temptation, no one can be saved. So you reflect on that. Without temptation, without the opportunity to choose well and rightly, no one can be saved. We just go along. So Lent gives us the opportunity to say, okay, Karen, where's your identity? Okay, in certain harmony. Where's your identity? What do you want to live into this week? What do you want to learn? When Jesus was in the wilderness, he didn't earn God's love there. He already had it. He just realized his identity and grew into it. Now most of us are older. So we've been growing into our identity for a while. Some of us longer than others. But every year we have that opportunity anew in Lent. So what I want you to hear is that when you mess up this week, and you will, and I will, God does not love you less. He loves you just the same. And the fact that you know that you're messed up is a good thing. Because you're realizing, well, it's not really how I want to be. I want to be someone different. God loves us. He's well pleased with us. We're going to make mistakes. We are going to sin. We are going to make bad choices. But in all of it, we are the beloved. So, wherever you are this week, whatever you're struggling with, know that God is right there with you struggling. He's helping you. You see, one of the big important things about Jesus being in the wilderness and being tempted is that he experienced our humanity in its fullness. Because he was human, he understands we're going to be tempted. Sometimes we are going to be good at resisting. Other times, well, probably, we'll succumb occasionally. <laughs> but we are beloved. But we are loved anyway because we do not have to earn it. So, this Lent is a time for self-examination, but it's a time, too, to rest in God and know that you are cherished and deeply loved. I want to close with this prayer. It's by St. Ephraim, who was considered the patron saint and spiritual director. And I have left copies of it in the back in case anybody wants it. Do not feel obligated to take one. I'm not going to count them and find out which one. But it gives a hint.